It's time for Tin Pan Diddly Doo with Haley, Rose, and Blue. We'll talk about musicals from the past and the score and the culture and cast. From the early days of theater to the modern renaissance. Be it wild, experimental, or the same old song and dance. We've got trivia behind the scenes and everything you want. And our personal input to the things that make us happy. That make us blue. <laughs> nice. The stuff that's vapid and sappy. And the moments that shine through, shine through. Why not sit on down for an hour or two as we edutain you? Come and satisfy your craving for a podcast with possess. The audience is raving for the content this one has. And, and since the intro's nearly through, welcome to Tin Pan Diddly Doo. Ladies and gentlemen and variations thereupon, welcome to Tin Pan Diddly Doo, a stupidly named podcast about musical theater history. My name is Haley Rose. And my name is Lily Blue. And yeah, so what are we talking about today? I, so as a preface, I know um, Jack <laughs> about musicals. I know a few <laughs> musicals. I know some songs from those musicals. And outside sure. of that, I know Jack. <laughs> you, on the other hand. I are somewhat am, of an amateur historian. Yeah, in I this will. Regard. Sure, I I fancy myself an expert. I'm not in any way. Um, there are people that know much more than me, but um, I've been doing musicals since I was out the womb, so to speak. So uh, they, this is kind of my came thing. out the <laughs> singing vaudeville. <laughs> yes, in in other words. I should probably censor that. We should probably try to be a clean show. Yeah, this is like let let kiddos listen to this, and then let teachers can kiddos. play this in their classrooms. Sure. <laughs> or not. Sprung forth unto this world singing vaudeville. Yes, there you go. Um. So yes, today danced your way out of the birth canal. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. You probably did a soft shoe. On the soft tissue of your mother's uterus. <laughs> All right, continue. Oh, my poor mother's uterus. Um, uh, so the today, the first we're talking about... Okay, the musical we're talking about today is Cats. Oh, Cats, meow. You know, the the that's... Okay, let's see what I know about this one. Okay. Um, so that's, it's Sir Andrew Lloyd. Is he a sir or is he a lord? Uh, I think he's a sir. Andrew Lloyd Webber, because we don't recognize <laughs> those titles in America. Yeah, no. We don't recognize those titles in America. Uh, so Andrew Lloyd Webber, that that guy who wrote uh, Phantom of the Opera mm -hmm. and um, Jesus Christ Superstar, mm -hmm. uh, among others, uh, he made a musical about furries who live in an alleyway, homeless <laughs> furries, and they've all gone completely insane and sing about tomorrow exclusively that's the only song i know from that musical is 
no, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's not from Cats. That's from Annie. <laughs> What's the song? It's the song that like theater kids always sing. It's um, it's memories. There it is. All alone in the moonlight. Right. Yes. Correct. Okay. That's all I know. Yep. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow's from Annie. That's about different homeless furries. <laughs> so. Pretty sure the characters in Annie aren't furries. I've seen that wig, and I beg to differ. Continue. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Cats uh, is... Yes, you're correct. It was composed by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, mm-hmm. the, it is about cats. Good job. Uh, it's based on the book by T.S. Eliot called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which is a bunch of poems about cats. Um, and it was written by a possum. Yes, uh, it was. T.S. Eliot, the famous possum. No, he it's was... me, everybody. I'm T.S. Eliot. <laughs> now, you want to hear something about now kitties? I'm I'm your resource right there. First thing you need to know about me. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, a, I'm a possum. <laughs> and these kitties is my best friends. Sure. No, he was a playwright and a essayist and a literary and social critic uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, in early 1900s. Uh, he lived oh. in England for a while, but he's not from there. So people often mm. attribute his writings to uh, English literature rather than American literature, even though he's technically an American author. I was thinking that, actually. Yeah. So uh, the story of cats is about a tribe of cats. Um, think like, this is like pre, this is like, pre-warrior cats right so wouldn't it be like a pride then um kind of but they're not lions they're house cats or okay like alley cats some of them actually do have families like so they're not Mm -hmm. all completely homeless some of them are alley cats but then some of them actually are from like they have houses they live in um okay so uh the tribe of cats is called the jellicles that's their like family name um like Jellicle Cats, right. That's a whole song. Okay. It's the opening song. Okay. Jellicle Cats and Jellicles do. Jellicle songs for Jellicle Cats. Uh, and they basically have one night of the year called the Jellicle Choice, which is where they have a the Jellicle Ball and everybody comes and dances and um, performs for the elder cat, Old Deuteronomy. And he's basically their their dad. He's their father figure. More like old Deuteronomy. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> um, he's he's the old wise uh, old Deuteronomy, and he basically they perform for him and they try to impress him, and whoever and he writes books of the Bible. Whoever does the best job gets selected to go to the heaven side <laughs> layer and come back with a new life. Um, heaven side layer? No, what describe to me what this is. So um it's I mean it's what it sounds like. It's well it's heavy side layer is how it's pronounced. It's spelled H E A V I S I D E space L A Y E R. Um this says here okay. uh that hev- Oh, because cats can't spell. So this is no. Lol Cats the musical. <laughs> Before, I can has choi- Deuteronomy choice day. Before, I can has heavy side. Yes. Uh, no, the heavy side layer uh, 
is a metaphor for heaven, basically. Okay. Um, but the okay. origin of it uh, comes from uh, an author named Arthur E. Kennelly and Oliver Heaviside. Um, so basically, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, invent mm-hmm. they discovered this thing known as the E region or the Heaviside layer. It's a layer of ionized gas occurring roughly between ninety and one hundred and fifty kilometers above the ground. It's one of the layers of Earth's ionosphere. Oh, um, yeah. So it's one of the it's one of the layers of the Earth's atmosphere, and so it that they became a met it became a metaphor in this for heaven for heaven basically yeah okay um uh, and, wait huh okay no continue yeah and so uh elliot also uses the heavy side layer in a couple of his plays um uh, one of his plays specifically called the family reunion which explores issues about afterlife and the difference between heaven and hell and like do they exist and are, who goes where and that kind of stuff so he wrote a whole play about okay. that yeah 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 um but yeah so Okay, so th- this, so okay, let me get this straight. So there's a bunch of cats, yeah, living in an alleyway, mm-hmm. and one day, a well, year, they don't live there, but yes, they one day of the year they gather together. They gather in this alleyway, right, to have to meet, a, this thing, this thing called a jellical ball, and it's a big event, uh, and they all come together and they perform for old Deuteronomy, and then at the end of the night, he selects whoever he, picks, he deserves to go to the heavy side layer. One, it's one cat. Yeah, it's one person who basically goes and gets to have a brand new life. Okay. Um, so it's so like they're killing them. Well, no, they're sending so it's them. A, so it's a murder cult where <laughs> cats go to perform for an old cult leader, and then they kill them. No, and then they say they've gone on to be better, to a better life. <laughs> Well, cats have nine lives, remember? So they send them to the heavy side layer, and then they're reborn into a brand new life. Right, they kill them, so that that's another life. No, it's like it's it's your time to go now. Die, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. If that's what you want to make it to be. Um, that's what it's... Cl- that's, that's, that's text. That ain't even subtext. <laughs> um, From what you're giving me. That's true. So, uh... Now we need to talk about some of the characters in this show. Okay. Now I've heard of Mr. Uh, Magusifitz. No. Nope. Mr. Hang on, Mr. Mr. Ma- Maglopolix. You're really close, but that's not it either. Mr. Magoracle. <laughs> Wonder Emporacle. <laughs> no. Um, Mr. 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 Mistopheles. There it is. That's the right. Mr. Mistopheles is one of the characters. So we have uh, Old Deuteronomy, obviously, and Mr. Mistopheles, and then um, mm-hmm. Grizabella, who ends. He, she's basically our main character. Hmm. I'm writing this play <laughs> about cats. I need. I need a character <laughs> name. Hmm. Hmm. Isabella. Isabella. I need help with my character name. <laughs> Huh. Well, she's not responding. Hmm, let's see. Isabella. Isabella. Fizzabella. Grizzabella. <laughs> sure. I think uh, I'm not. I Don't quote me on this because I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure the character names come from the poems themselves. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm T.S. Eliot. Well, I need myself a gersh dang <laughs> name for my character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, everybody from St. Louis, Missouri sounds just like that. 
Um, Listen, he was from St. Louis, Missouri in 1900. 19, yeah, sure. 1914. Well, in 1914, oh, he Shenandoah. moved to... Hmm? 1914, he moved to England. Anyway, uh, so there's... Oh, so he would have talked like, Well, go blimey, I need myself a good dang character <laughs> name. Yes. Um, they get worse, so just like... Hold it together for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there is Monka Strap, <laughs> Rumpus Cat, <laughs> Mungojerie, and Rumple Teaser, who are twins. Jenny Annie Dots, which is all one word. Uh, Demeter and Bombalurina. <laughs> all right so rum tum tugger bustopher no, no, no. jones growl tiger named- victoria skimble shanks and mccavity can you give me demeter and what was the other one bumbleurina bumbleurina okay so demeter is a greek god sure goddess goddess sorry but bumbleurina no, no, no. Decidedly no, 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 no. not a Greek goddess. <laughs> it's Bombalurina. B-O-M-B-A-L-U-R-I-N-A. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> of course. Yes, Bombalurina, the Irish goddess of of f- farting on icicles. Explosives. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so all the cats, they have uh, certain, like, characteristics terrible name oh uh-huh well so there's um victoria is like the young the youngest white cat she's like the kitten of the group um okay. and Munkastrap is a large gray tabby uh and then there's jenny any dots which is all one word and she's like the lazy cat that sleeps all day long rum tum tugger is uh-huh. a prankster and all he's like the he's the chad all the female cats find him extremely attractive He's the Chad? Yeah. <laughs> Are we using this kind of language now? I People used that language before. Oh, golly. All right. Remember, so I'm friends with tug, furries. Rum Tug Tugger is the Chad yeah. of these furry cats. Right. Wow. Cool musical. Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, continue. Grizabella is the glamour cat, <laughs> um, but she's been Fuck. shunned by the rest of the tribe. Um and so she's not why. a part of the group anymore. Um, and then Bustafer... Because, no, cause, because Grizabella isn't actually a cat. She just saw this group of cats, put on a fursuit, and then said, oh, wait, I need a, I need a fake name. Hang on. I can't <laughs> no. be Isabella when I go see these cats. <laughs> no. um, so what do they have? Weird names like Rum Tug Tugger and Jenny Any Dot and Mr. Mistopheles. I, I'll be uh, uh, Grizabella. And then they 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 sent her away because she is she's why we're why trying to well, we'll we're trying there. to tell truthful things here. You can't lie to our audience. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, Bustopher Jones, a large, <laughs> <laughs> is always wearing his signature white spats. Um, and- I need another character <laughs> name. Hmm, Jennifer Jones. Do you have any ideas? Christopher. Christopher. Christopher Jones. Jennifer. Bust. Bustopher Jones. Yep. Got it. 
Um, Did it again, T.S. <laughs> Eliot. Um, McCavity is the villain. He's the mystery cat. Uh, he's. Uh, Does he have good teeth? I. <laughs> Are uh, they full of McCavities? I don't know. You'd have to. You'd have to get in there and look at them. Mm, okay. I don't know if you're into that kind of thing. Um, hey, no. <laughs> I ain't no freaking. I ain't no dentist. <laughs> you, <laughs> okay. Next week we're talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Um, Distant <laughs> giggles. Uh, so uh, Mungo Jury and Rumple Teaser come in, and they're pranksters. They are the. They're like a set of twins, and they actually live with a family. So they're always causing trouble and doing things okay. and whatnot. So they are. They end up being like the. They end up being like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the narrators Jerks. of the show within the show. Oh. They're like the, they're, they're the ringleaders. So um, okay. when the Jellicle Ball begins, they like start up, they, they're the, like the opening act and they introduce everybody. Okay. Yeah. So they're like the MCs. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So um, they're like, all right. And I take it people love these <gasps> characters. Oh yeah. They're super fun. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's Rum Tug Tugger and... No, Mungojuri and Rumple Teaser. Rumple Teaser and Mungojuri. Got it. Sure. Um, uh, I don't know how to say any of this. I'm just Woo! making it up as I go along. Uh, finally, it's time for the Jellicle Ball with a great annual dance in which all the cats celebrate. Um, so everybody is celebrating, and uh, this is when Grizabella appears and she starts to sing Memory. And basically, Memory is about she like is contemplating the time she had before she had to leave her tribe and she's hoping that like her family will enjoy let her join back in um but she's not accepted and so she is sad um so we introduce we're introduced to more cats um there's gus the theater cat (laughs) who's an age stage actor and then there's hey hey um hey i'm gus the uh I'm Gus the Theater. I'm Mr. Mistopheles! I'm Grizabella! I'm Mungo Jury! I'm Jenny Anydot! Hi, I'm Gus. I'm the theater cat. Well his full name is Growl Tiger. Okay. That's see but, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, he goes by Gus. Um and then there's Shimbleshanks, who's the railway cat. Okay. Um and then uh oh, McCavity comes in and kidnaps old Deuteronomy. Oh shoot! Yeah, uh, and so then they have to find him, and there's like this big fight, um, and so Mister Mistopheles is the magical conjuring cat. So basically, he he gets called in to use his magical powers to bring back the electricity that McCavity took away, and to find Old Deuteronomy using his magical tricks. Um, and then after Old Deuteronomy comes back, they. Uh, it's time for the selection and he picks Grizabella and she gets to go to the heavy side lair and be reborn. Um, because huh. the, the, her family accepts her back in and she sings a reprise of memory and then they fly into the sky on a tire. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they go up into the sky uh-huh. on a tire and then stairway um, a stairway comes down from the sky and she walks no, up the stairs no, no. wait okay so who goes up on a tire 
uh, Grizabella and, and old Deuteronomy fly up into the sky on a giant, giant on tire. tire. Uh, and I, then there's a stairway that Grizabella then goes up. Yeah, and then again. there's a stairway that comes down and meets the tire halfway into the sky, and she walks up this like white stairway into the light and dies. Sure, um, but the tire. Wait, is... The tire. Let's go back to the the tire. Sure. So that these cats have access to a flying tire. Well, is there something significant about the tire? Is it like um. Is, I, it, is it a Goodyear tire that was actually crafted from the Goodyear blimp? Uh, I or don't like, know. I mean, the thing about it, like, is in the show is, like, as the tire lifts off the ground is, like, fog and smoke blows out from underneath it. So it kind of looks like a spaceship. I'm sorry. So the cats have a f- <coughs> rocket ship. I know we weren't going to swear in this show, but the cats have a rocket ship. Well, the cats have a cats it, have a rocket it's ship. It's not. I the mean, cats have a rocket ship. It's not really a rocket ship. It's a, it's a tire. Space tire. Yeah. It's a cat-powered space tire that sends cats to heaven. Yeah. When was this made? Uh, 1981? Cocaine. Okay. So that makes <laughs> sense. Um, yeah, it premiered in, in London in 1981 and then premiered on Broadway in 1982. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's that's okay. He he was he he here's here's a quick rundown of how the writing process on this final scene went down. Sure. Oh, okay. I need I need to find I need to find a way to end my musical and this. Mm, what do I do? What do I do? They picked Grisabella and they'll go to the he- the he- the heavy side layer and where they where must they how they how must they get they'll go on. Uh, how? Hey. Rocket ship! <laughs> yeah. I I have no it's, experience it's, with that, so I wouldn't know. They can't have a rocket ship. They can't have a rocket. They're cats. It's a, it's a, it's a tire. Yes, uh, an alleyway tire that rolled, rolled from a rocket ship. It's a rocket ship's tire. And it has the power of a rocket ship. You take them the sky uh-huh um there's an ant on my ceiling hi ceiling ant thanks for joining our podcast um it's it's grizabella she was granted <laughs> a new life in the heavy side zone and came back to us as an ant welcome to the heavy side zone um you're now flying on a tire <laughs> where this tire is from you do not know there's smoke and fog, and all of your furry friends are gazing up in wonder. You're now entering the, the heavy side zone. zone. <laughs> um, there are a couple other cats that aren't like main characters that I didn't list. If you want me to read their names off, I'm more than happy to do so. Of course I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Wait, slaughter can I guess? these. I want to guess. Sure. All right, I'm going to get myself in the mindset real quick. Hang on. Okay. Um, uh, Glefferson and um, uh, Crackery and... No, but um, you're, you are uncomfortably close. Glefferson, Crackery, um, 
Larnimus. Um, Actually, no L named cats, weirdly enough. Okay, Marnimus. And then there's, of course, everyone's favorite is um, is uh, is Paul. Yep. <laughs> um, so we have Admetus, Alonzo, Asparagus, uh, Carbuckety, Cassandra, Caripic. Coricopat, uh, I have uh, Electra, uh, Exotica, Genghis, George, Griddlebone. <laughs> One of these things is it's not, not like, like the, the other. other. <laughs> Grumbuskin, um, <laughs> <laughs> Grumbuskin, Jelly, yeah, Jelly Lorum, uh, Jemima, uh, Plato. Pounceable Socrates uh, Aristotle <laughs> um, uh, Nero Wait you'll love this one Syllabub That's you Can you use it in a sentence Syllabub You are looking very Syllabub today S Syllabub S I L A B U B syllabub. There's two L's. Of course. You were close though. Uh, right, I'm gonna keep naming some. Hang Tantamile, on. Um, Tumble oh, okay. Brutus. Oh, I get it. Okay, so you take you take a a, a flowery sounding verb, change the first letter of the first half of it, and then the second half is the second half of a type of T. So pantomime becomes tantamime, which becomes tantamile. So then you go, all right, a flowery sounding verb, uh, pontificate. So then it would be, uh, and then let's call it, okay, dontifigre. That's, there you go. That's it. You did a good one. Dontifigre. Okay, let's try another one. How about, um, uh, uh, subvert. Okay. And then, uh, so it would be, it would be drubvert, and then you would need a nice kind of tea, so let's call it oolong, so it would be drubvulong. That's very good. The cat. I figured it out. You figured it out with a pencil and a pen. And a pen. A uh, pencil and a pen and an easel and uh, several cork boards. <laughs> And, an and lots of red string. Lots of red string, an etch a sketch, <laughs> 14 pictures of furries. And, and a Rubik's Cube. Don't ask me what and that's a Rubik's for. Rubik's Cube. Inside of the Rubik's Cube also is uh, is one kilogram of cocaine. Right, correct. Uh, and if it's you can a, solve the Rubik's, Rubik's cube, cube, if you can solve the Rubik's you Cube, the you cocaine. can get to the cocaine. <laughs> and that's why they were so popular in the 80s. We figured it out. <laughs> Okay, um, so yeah, so this song, this musical, sorry, uh, this musical uh-huh. uh, was directed by Trevor Nunn. Uh, it opened in the West End in 1981, which I already said that. Uh, it was mm-hmm. produced by Cameron McIntosh, who that's a pretty notable name. You should know that one. He's done a lot of stuff. He has a lot of money. He's a he's he's heir to the Apple fortune. Nope. Uh, he and won- he's, you know his well. You're you're familiar with his. Some of his relatives, though, right? 
No. Who are his relatives? Cameron Macintosh. Uh-huh. It's Cameron Macintosh. He's uh-huh. famous for his father uh, invented the app, the the Macintosh Apple. Sure. Um, and then his granny, Granny Smith, uh, actually was famous for taking those apples and painting them green and then soaking them in vinegar. Anyway, uh, this won both Best Musical at the Laurence Olivier Awards and the Tony Awards. Uh, the London production ran for 21 years. The Broadway production ran for 18 years, both setting mm. new records. Nothing had ever run that long, ever. Um, mm. Elaine Page and Betty Buckley both became extremely associated with the musicals for their... Um, per- Betty Buckley both became? Yes, for their portrayal of Grisabella. Um it Cats is the fourth longest running show in Broadway history, and it was the longest running Broadway show from 1997 until 2006 when it was surpassed by Phantom of the Opera, which is also an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. So somebody is drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, Cats is the sixth longest s- running West End show. Uh, it's oh. been performed around the world many times. It's been translated into more than 20 languages. Uh, in 1998, Cats was turned into a made-for-television f- television film, and the musical itself has grossed approximately $342 million. Wow, these costumes are upsetting. Yeah, the costumes are bad. Um, so some uh, notable actors who've been in this musical, Terrence Mann was in the original Broadway cast. Um, let's see, Betty Buckley, of course, and Elaine Page. Uh, Elaine Page was in the original London cast, um, but she was also Grisabella in the film. Um, let's um, see. Okay, so here's a... Well, here, hold on. Here's, here's some names of people you okay. might know who've been in this musical. So, um, okay, okay. Liz Calloway, uh-huh. Leia Salonga, Stephanie J. Block, um, Lilius White, mm-hmm. uh, Leona Lewis. Don't know any, don't know any of these people. Okay, those are all Broadway people. Sorry. Um, Got it. You actually know Leia Salonga. She was the singing voice of Jasmine. Okay. And she was in. Right. Um, she's been in a bunch of musicals. She's awesome. Okay. Um, Got it. I'm trying to think. See who else here? Just a quick scan. I don't know. I I know a bunch of these people because it's just it's... you're a big old nerd. Yes, correct. Uh huh. Um. Uh, oh, it was Lo- London's longest running musical until it was surpassed by Les Mis. So that's a fun fact. Um, okay. <clears throat> but yes, it won at the 1983 Tony Awards. It won Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, Best Performance by a Featured Actor in a Musical for Betty Buckley, Best Direction of a Musical for Trevor Nunn, uh, Best Costume Design by John Napier, and Best Sledding Design. <clears throat> There was a Broadway revival in 2016. Uh, I Best had some costume design. Yeah. Why? They're awful. <laughs> well, not everybody agrees with you, apparently. Oh God, they're so upsetting. Well, yeah. The makeup is good, but the costumes themselves are just like weird bits of fur. Yeah, I mean they're bad for you know what it is is I know furries and I know how good a fursuit can look right and this just looks lazy to me <laughs> well they're supposed to be I mean this is a very dance heavy show like there's a whole ballet right. scene and so they wanted them to be movable they're not going to put them in fursuits because they want it to be I mean that's why they're in unitards and with fur and paint and stuff because wow I'm actually looking at these names now and you're not kidding these are the real names of these these, I thought you were just goofing on me. Oh no, absolutely not. I'm. I take Bag this very pipes. seriously. Mongosiery, rumple teaser. Yeah. 
Uh, it's real jelly, life, dude. Jelly Orum, Jemima, Electra, Shimbleshank. Yep. Skimbleshank. Skimbleshank. Grizabella. Skim- so Grizabella is the. Is the is the. Okay. She's, she's like the, the sad... main character. Like the. I mean, this okay. show is what we would call an ensemble show where there's not really a main character. Um, right. Because it's you can't have like the whole cast is important. Um, right. And so if you took one character away, it would affect the story or whatever. Um, so there's not really a main character. But if like you were asked to pick a main character, I would probably say Grizabella. Okay. Um, just because this is a bizarre. This is a bizarre feature. I think it's good for them that they did it. Sure. But I don't think it's good for us <laughs> that they did it. Did what? What are you talking a, about? The musical that they made it. Oh. Um, I think it was a bad idea. Uh, executed poorly and made bad. But, but, mm-hmm. but, I'm happy that they did because it gives us something to talk about. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Okay. When you hear about cats, when I hear about cats, as a layman, as a rando outsider from this whole crazy theater world, right. when I hear about cats, I hear two things. One, oh, cats. I love that. That was my first musical I ever saw. Or, ugh, cats. hate that stupid show. <laughs> There's no one who's like, eh, I've seen cats. Sorry. It's either, oh, the first musical I ever saw. Or, Ugh, cats flying on tires. <laughs> what? Stupid. It needs to die. It's so bad. Stupid bad. Why did it go for so long? Andrew Lloyd Webber's a hack. Yeah. Or, oh, oh cats. God, I love Man. that. Oh, that musical. Yeah, it's great. God, is that playing anywhere? <laughs> I haven't seen that forever. They made a movie though, right? They did. And fun fact, they're making another movie. And I saw this as my little bit of photo research. Apparently, Ian McKellen's in it, yep. which unfortunately means I'm going to have to watch it now. Yes. Uh, you know who sucks. else is in it? Uh, that really annoying late night guy and Taylor Swift. Yes. And Jennifer Hudson. So Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, Taylor <sighs> Swift, and Ian McKellen are the only cast that have been announced so far. And I will say the only reason I found this out is because I was I was doing research on cats and I saw an article titled from Vanity Fair, which... I shouldn't ever trust Vanity Fair, but the title is Cat Lady Taylor Swift will star in Cat's movie musical. And I went, they're going to let Taylor Swift play Grizabella seriously. And so I clicked on this article. And if you read literally the first paragraph or the second paragraph, it tells you a bunch of information, blah, blah, blah. Also, it's being directed by uh, Tom Hooper, who uh, also directed Mm -hmm. the 2012 movie Les Mis. Um, <clears throat> okay, but, so it's going to be a live singing kind of a deal. Right. Uh, and Lee Hall, the the person that wrote um, the Billy Elliot movie, is going to write the mm-hmm. script. Okay. Um, so so it's, it has it's some potential. In good hands. Yeah, it has some potential to be okay. Um, but the content is just, it's not very good, so we'll see. Um, the pro- I want, well, my, here's the thing about movie musicals. Okay. And I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. A movie musical... When it starts as a good musical, yeah, can become a horrible movie, right? But a bad musical can become a good movie, right? 
excluding rent yeah a bad musical and a bad movie yeah because the movie somehow took the good parts of rent and made them worse yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it took the bad parts and made them even Even worse. worse yeah and so that's just that's just chris uh uh what is it chris columbus yeah that's just chris columbus's terrible directing but right that's neither here nor there my problem with this whole situation is there's a never mind um my problem with this whole thing is ian mckellen's in it and so i'm going to have to see this movie right as me because as well. ian mckellen is i'm um, he's i'm assuming he's playing uh, he's probably gonna deuteronomy be old deuteronomy yeah or mr mistopheles no he's probably gonna be old deuteronomy they haven't announced him yet um they did say that uh jennifer hudson will be playing grizabella uh-huh. um which is exciting because i can't wait to hear her sing memory she's going to be amazing mm-hmm. um they did not it's not yet been reported as of what when was this article written this article was written july 20th 2018 okay. um so after so as of this as of this article uh there was no announcement for the other three um but my best guess and same for the article the best guess is um uh sorry best guess is um bomblerina the the one of the dancer cats that sings mm-hmm. um she actually sings mccavity the mystery cat which i think okay. might very well be like the third most well-known song from this show like if you're we'll a be taylor swift huh we'll be taylor we'll swift. be taylor swift yeah <clears throat> okay. uh and then old deuteronomy will probably be ian mckellen and then either i'd say either gus the theater cat will be james corden or rum tum tugger yeah, I was thinking he would be one of the comic relief because he gets put as comic relief a lot. Right. Um, so he'll probably be Gus or he'll be uh, one of the twins. Not Rum Tum Tugger because he's like the, he's the handsome one. Uh, it's the... Mm, he's the Chad. Yeah, you know what? Leave me alone. You just Was that a dig at James Corden though? He can't be that one. That one's the handsome no, one. No, no, no. I meant, I meant like he's like the... He's like the love interest. You know what I mean? Like, James Corden is not, like... Uh, handsome enough. Yeah, I no, understand. No, uh, no, he's handsome, but he's not, like... He's not, like... Well, I'd say he's handsome after that performance in the Emoji movie. Thanks for watching, folks. I haven't seen Emoji movie, so I don't get that He joke, plays though. a hand? Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's handsome. <laughs> gotcha. Good. He's a handsome man. Jokes are even better so, after you have to explain them. Um, no, Rum Tum Tugger is is like eh. James Corden is not Hugh Jackman, is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> he's Hugh Jackman is Rum Tum 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 Tugger. Yeah, I could see him playing that role. Is what I'm saying. Although Hugh he's a he's a Jacked little man. old, maybe. Mistopheles. Jeremy Jordan. If they wanted Mr. to cast Broadway people, as huge jacked man as Mr. Mistopheles, I would watch that. Are you kidding? That'd be so good. Well, he knows the director, so he's definitely going to be in it for sure. He was in Les Mis. That's how directors work. For sure. You know what? What? It's August now. So Anne Hathaway is probably going to be in it too. Let's see if I can find anything about this. And that means Russell Crowe's going to be in it. Oh God, please no. And he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna play the heavy side zone. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll go, I am the ionosphere. I have come to be in the sky. <laughs> stars. 
Stars out in the darkness. <laughs> we should cover Les Mis. Yeah, we will at some point. We'll cover um, all of its different iterations. Oh gosh, there's so many. It's gonna that's gonna be a long episode. Yeah, but so this one's a pretty long episode so far. So, so far, where are we going to wrap up? Um, so uh, I want to wrap up by saying that um, I think as uh, a person who you know uh, is steeped in musical theater, I appreciate Cats and how important it was in the process of musical history and like it broke records and you know created this new type of musical that people hadn't really heard of before because this it's a completely sung through musical there's no dialogue um Mm. and i don't think that had ever really been done before except in an opera yeah so it's an opera yeah and so you know it you know, so then this opened the door for musicals like Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera and like other musicals that are pretty much just entirely singing. Um, mm. And it basically was like, hey, look, you can have a musical that's all music. Um, mm. And also this musical is kid friendly, um, which yes. wasn't much like this show. Yeah, it <laughs> more or less. Uh, but it wasn't which is like not super common you know because the demographic for people that see broadway musicals are like uh rich white women in their 40s or rich gay men Mm -hmm. um so uh having a musical that like you could take your kids to see is but could also be enjoyable for like a date night is which is why so many people this was their first musical. Right, exactly. Because a lot of them went to see it as kids. Mothers took them to see. Exactly. Exactly right. Okay. That makes sense. Um But the other thing is like, you know, if we're talking about musicals that are appropriate for kids, like Seussical is a musical that I would consider like I would take my kids to see. But the problem with Seussical is it's not a musical that like, you know, two fifty year old people want to go on a date night to see. So it didn't sell a whole lot. That's going to be another episode. So like its ticket sales didn't do really well. But Cats is a musical that appeals to a much wider demographic of people. Um, And so that's why it ran so long was because it was, you know, this musical that like anybody, everybody could see. Um, So, I mean, it ran for 18 years, which is impressive. Mm. Um, And set a precedent, I think, for musicals um that being said it's not great <laughs> um the music is all right and there's some a couple songs in this musical that are really good especially memory like that song is gonna go down in history as one of the best broadway ballads ever um mm-hmm. forever and ever amen but th- the story there's not really a story like there is but it's poorly constructed all over the place it's yeah it's all over the place and like there's it's not very characters. clear yes yeah there's, there's, too, there's many too many characters parts. well the other thing about this musical is if you look at like even the wikipedia page and you scroll down the character page they like added and took away characters in different uh variations of this musical so like some musical like exotica wasn't introduced until the film and genghis is only in the broadway version not in the original london cast and like griddlebone wasn't in any production after the broadway production and like jemima wasn't invented until the 2000 uh, the 1998 movie like there's just all of these 
characters that came come and go and come and go and it's so you know basically they were like you know oh we want more ensemble people so we're gonna add more characters or we don't want that many so now we're gonna have less and so it's just you know it's it's, loose weaved cacophonous sort of like cluster f of a cast that like doesn't go anywhere doesn't really do anything like beyond just being there but then they it it changes the it it, i think because of all of the moving parts and replaceable parts it sort of betrays the fact that the musical itself isn't the the story and the characters themselves don't hold a lot of integrity like there's not a lot to them right they don't there's not enough there's not enough to any one character that they can't be replaced or added onto or removed right and i feel like that's a lot of the problem with some of the musical especially for me is like you know you're supposed to like sympathize with Grizabella and feel bad for her that her family like doesn't want her around but she doesn't have any character development at all so like right. how why am I supposed like explain to me why I'm supposed to feel bad for her because I don't because I don't know well, her here's, here's another thing when you name your characters bizarre stupid names yeah. the yeah. audience doesn't remember it you listen. You think about Les Mis. I've only seen Les Mis like as the the movie, and I've listened to the original Broadway like recording. That's what I know about Les Mis. But I can name Jean Valjean. I can name Cosette, Ebenine, Gavroche. Uh, you know, like I can name these characters. Sure. But counterpoint. You know, I, counterpoint. Weird, bizarre names are the ones that I remember. Yeah, but there's like okay. Don't look at your list. Okay. And name as many as you can. Old Deuteronomy, Mr. Mistopheles, Jenny Any Dots, Grizabella, Rum Tum Tugger, McCavity, um, uh, uh-huh. Scro- uh, what's his name? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Because your brain doesn't actually have like schema designed to categorize names like That's that. That's what it was. Rumple Teaser. Monkestrap was the other one that I was thinking of. Your brain doesn't have the schema necessary at least most people don't have the schema available to remember these names they go in as a fun sound but then afterwards they leave because your brain doesn't recognize it as a name right your brain just goes that was a fun sound and then it's gone and then afterwards if you were to go hey who was this cat you'd go i don't know especially because the humanity of the players are so hidden by these costumes right and there's only so many different kinds of fur patterns and face paint that you can put on a person that are visible from so many rows back that most people sitting in the balcony looking down just see orange cats gray cats brown cats black cats and white cats Mm -hmm. and they have weird names and at the end of the play they have no idea who was who and what did what right and so it it's too loose weaved but that was the point of this as an experience musical right. I would I would reckon it's not supposed to be a story it's supposed to be an, an experience. experience exactly right it's I mean and something that became popular in musicals um well this was when it was starting to wane a little bit um but you know musicals for a long time were were always um a form of escape so, mm-hmm. like, people would go see musicals to escape from their real lives, and they didn't want to go see stories that they knew. Like, they didn't want right. to go see... I mean, realism uh, was a genre of play that started up around this time. But before, you know, like, in the... Like, before the 90s, you know, people, like, really just wanted to go to musicals to experience a story and other people that, like, were so beyond them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I feel like Rent was really like around the time period when things started becoming more personal. Um, right. And well, real it was life. Rent and Les Mis. And- well, yeah. I mean, Les Mis, even though, was still kind of fantastical in a way because, you know, it's a long, long time ago. And, you know, to, right. to us, you it's know, a, to me, I can never history, imagine living that life. Like, it's a history, not a tragedy. Right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, Cats was that for people. It was an escape. You know, it was look at these right. bizarre, you know, characters and, and all of this strange music and the things that they're doing. And like, it's just so beyond my realm of reality that I want. I can't. It's like, you know, looking at a right. car crash, you can't look away, you know. And then, you know, after Rent, you get things like, you know, Spring Awakening and Next to Normal. And right. Um, I'm skipping the whole 90s. But yeah, but no, no, we'll get there. We'll talk about all that. But um, the other thing I want to say to close this out is there is a really great, uh, a really great snl sketch somewhere about oh, I do. a I... hypnotist uh or a uh-huh. magician somebody he he performs and afterwards if, you, if there's a guy outside a, a news reporter and he's asking people about what they thought and everybody goes it was better than cats i'd see it again and again <laughs> <laughs> it's really good so uh, I've ne- I thought you were talking about the SNL sketch where they they do cats and they're all in the cats makeup and costumes. Oh no! Which was my which was my first exposure to the musical Cats. Hilarious! No, was- there is that too. But no, there's an SNL sketch somewhere where the joke, the running joke, is that everybody who leaves this hypnotist show goes, "It was better than Cats. I'd see it again and again." <laughs> so, oh, uh, I just dro- okay. I just threw things. Don't worry about it. Anyway. That's all I have well, to say that, about this. That's all we have for this one. Um, we're going to move on and do the next episode soon. But this was the first episode of Tim Pan Diddly Do. Make sure you uh, you know follow us on iTunes and Google Play. We're also going to be on Spotify. and uh-huh. Leave um, us a review on close- iTunes. Yes, make um, sure you leave us a review. Rate us on Google Play. Yep. Um, make sure you, yeah, give us thumbs up where you can. And definitely, definitely follow us on us... Um, Twitter. Our handle is Tin Pan Diddly Do, just like the mm-hmm. title of the podcast. And um, I, I'm in charge of the Twitter, so I'll be updating regularly. I think I'm going to try to do, like, during the off weeks, I'm going to try to put out, like, fun facts about the musicals that we talked about the week before. Um, mm-hmm. And, or maybe, and, uh, you know, just like fun stuff that happens. So y'all can follow that for info. Um, and follow and us on Twitter. Yes, follow us. Uh, I'm at HeyStews. Um, and I'm at Blue Space Queen. And uh, also, if you're interested, we do other uh, podcasts. Yeah. We have one about the McElroy family of products, which is called The Good Boys Girls, which has an episode out. And then I have a comedy podcast called Snub Dub. And Blue does an animation enthusiast podcast uh, called Ink Tank. Uh, Ink Tank. Mm-hmm. So, um, please uh enjoy our our efforts for you and um we will see you in the next one uh exit stage right pursued by bear (laughs) oh come now